Hey, song surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a bi weekly playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been checking out music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Slap, SoundCloud, AudioMac, YouTube, Facebook, Audius, Instagram, and a few more, and I'm excited to share some excellent tunes with you on this episode. Song Surfing is a part of the Live from the Lincoln Lodge podcast network. Head over to thelincolnlodge.com to explore the other shows on the network and learn more about the venue that's home to the nation's longest-running independent comedy showcase. Episode 40, Song Surfers, whoa! Time is flying by here at Song Surfing HQ. I've had a number of new listeners join in, and hello if that's you. Hi to my friends in Australia, in Germany, in Mexico, in Spain. Hi to the folks in Canada, United Kingdom, India. Still a lot of folks uh, song surfing with me over from India. Thanks for being here. Let's see, where else? Uh, people are listening in Italy and Finland, Iran, Nepal, Brazil, Japan, United Arab Emirates, Russia, Taiwan, the Bahamas, Dominican Republic, Netherlands, North Macedonia, Sweden. You're all over the place. And here in the United States, there's been an increase in listenership, which has been cool to see. Uh, there's a huge bump in Illinois. That's where I'm, uh, I'm broadcasting from. And there are a number of folks now tuning in from Virginia. Awesome. Thanks for being here. And keep telling your friends about the podcast. You're doing great so far. On this episode of Song Surfing, we'll hear excellent tunes from Madrid, from Brooklyn, New York, Mumbai, from Slane in Ireland, and Nouvelle Aquitaine in France. We'll hear a listener submission. We'll hear about the listeners, so your favorite concerts. And new Song Surfing correspondent Clock will stop by for a visit. First up, we'll hear from Mala Brava, a band out of Madrid that is in love with the sounds of surf, garage, and rock and roll. Members Andrea Tararea, Margarita Leches, Razi Osborne, that's a great name, Sofia Wonderbase, and Rocky and Roll aim to make you wear out your their soles, like, uh, like as in the soles of your shoes, wear out the soles of your shoes, with the wildest and most poisonous dances of the rhythm of rock and roll. You gotta love when, uh, when a band has a mission statement. Uh, it's so cool. They told me that the song Matahari Surf is about the tragic life of an exotic, attractive, and empowered spy who disappeared without returning to his confidants the money that he owed them. And it's the lead single, which is a preview of Malabrava's next album, Historia Natural Malabrava, which they told me can be purchased directly from them if you DM them on social media. Okay, now, song surfers, I have a soft spot for surf guitar to begin with. I think my brain was changed by the cassettes of the Ventures and Dick Dale and the Pulp Fiction soundtrack that I listened to like a billion times as a teen. But... Tell me, this isn't one of the coolest songs that you've heard in a while. It's loaded with uh, these surfy bends that you'd expect in surf music, reverb, crunchiness, uh, all, all that kind of signature surf stuff. Uh, but the bass and drums are, are super tight, too. And just wait for the vocals to come in, which I, I think just uh, brings this tune to a, a whole other dimension. Okay, man, I need to hear this song again. So here it is, Mala Brava with Matahari Surf to start the first Block of tunes. See you on the other side. Hey, 
Hi, this is Steve from Minocchi. Enjoy this cut of our song, I Know Where You Go When You Sleep, and all of the sizzling hi-hats and guitar fuzz that it comes with. gonna be my savior to get me through this grief who's gonna be the one who saves me from falling to my feet cause it's a cold cold night 
From falling to her feet, 'cause it's a cold, cold night, cold, cold night, cold, cold night. I hope she's fine. While she missed the sun, I wonder if she'll find a way. While she missed the sun, I wonder if she'll find a way to come back home. To come back home, please come back home. 'Cause it's a cold, cold night, cold, cold night. 'Cause it's a cold, cold night, and I'm not fine. 'Cause it's a cold, cold night, cold, cold night. 'Cause it's a cold, cold night. I hope she's fine. back first up in the block we heard mala brava with matahari surf after that was the band minaji from brooklyn new york with i know where you go when you sleep from the album sialia minaji is made up of songwriters shrenik ganatra and liam christian and drummer steve carlin their sound combines elements of psychedelia shoegaze dream pop noise rock and sufi Drawing inspiration from a diverse range of sources combined with lyrics penned in both English and Hindi, Minaji's music blends cultures and tones alike. Shrenik from the band told me, The themes of I Know Where You Go When You Sleep point at clairvoyance. It's about the connection between two people who are far apart spatially yet manifest and communicate in each other's dreams. Man, I love that. An entirely new twist on a love song. 
What really first appealed to me about the song is that it seems to exist in in these two sonic realms simultaneously. Here's what I mean by that. The guitar in the left ear is largely rhythmic uh, and aggressive, and the one in the right is spacey and ethereal. And that that same dichotomy is present also in the vocals uh, when you compare that to the drum bass groove. So that for me was a, a fun listen, but now knowing what the story of the song is, the backstory behind it, if you will, uh, about two minds connecting through the ether, then that instrumentation seems to be some very clever uh, tone painting, portraying the characters connecting through the void. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just a cool rock song. After Minaji, we heard Mumbai-based singer-songwriter Raghav Miatal with the song Cold Cold Night. Raghav first received wider recognition with his appearance on season two of The Stage, which is India's first reality show dedicated to English music, where he ended up as a semifinalist. Raghav describes his music as vocal first, with great attention paid to lyrics and melody. The core of his music lies in his vocals and the acoustic guitar, as that's how most of his songs are written. About the song, Raghav told me, Cold, cold night is about loneliness, longing, and hope, feelings that a lot of us experience during the pandemic. A cold, cold night is metaphorical for the artist's discomfort and loneliness, which gets hard to acknowledge sometimes, especially during heartbreak. The long instrumental section in the song is representative of the whirlwind of emotions in the artist's head, and the outro of the song signifies hope for a better tomorrow, with or without his lover. For the artist's the lines, I'm not fine, is a huge step toward acknowledging his mental health and vulnerabilities. And Song Surfers, I, I think that's what grabs me about Raghav's music, where other artists in this genre might not. Uh, there's a sincerity to his lyrics, and his his performance just elevates the music. I, I like that the arrangement choices, um, there are spots where it opens up more, like when the keyboard pad enters around the one-minute mark. Um, but it's subdued, as if the narrator's uh, welling up with emotion, then pulling back and regaining their composure. And then that swell happens again when the drums and strings enter, and then the floodgates uh, open up. And I, I, that would be, I guess, when the the artist is is accepting their uh, uh, their uh, emotional the emotional weight of things. I think it's a, it's a good example of tasteful creative songwriting. Uh, done within the context of the tools that are available uh, to the, the pop songwriter. Friends, if you like the tunes that you're hearing on Song Surfing, then take that next step and help the artists. You can spread the word about your favorite artists and songs. Share their Bandcamp or Spotify links on social media. Tell some of your friends about your favorites or buy some merch. And remember, you can find all of the artists' uh, websites, their preferred streaming links on the episodes and show notes page of songsurfingpodcast.com. Friends, last episode, I told you about one of the best concerts I'd ever seen. That was Arcade Fire in Chicago at The Riv. Uh, it was like the audience and the band just melted together into the, the, this uh, one giant pulsating super organism. And I wanted to know what your favorite show was. So let me know. Tell me about your favorite concert. You can email or reach out on Facebook or Instagram. I have a post there where you can comment. 
and I'll read your answer on the show. Uh, unless you don't want me to, uh, maybe you're feeling a little shy. That's okay. Just let me know that the email is songsurfingpodcasts at gmail.com. And you can find song surfing on Facebook and Instagram under the name song surfing podcast, all one word. Here's what some of you have told me so far. Joshua Wentz said that he saw Brian Transo, who is a fantastic and innovative electronic musician, uh, along with Hoover Phonic in Denver in 2000. Frigsy, uh, who we're actually going to hear from later on this episode, said, for me, it has to have been ACDC back in 2009. Accidentally walked in the wrong door and ended up about six feet from the stage. The Foo Fighters at Slane Castle were amazing, too, and it's only a 10-minute walk from my house, which I am incredibly jealous of, Frigsy. Trying to think of things that are a 10-minute walk from where I live in Popeye's Chicken comes to mind. Correspondent Brianna Bass said, Heart was fun, but the best live performance I've seen is probably the Avid Brothers or St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Both bands have incredible stage presence and put on really exciting shows. And correspondent Zach said Dillinger Escape Plan at the Metro, which is another club here in Chicago. They're one of my favorite bands ever. And on this tour, they debuted a new vocalist that went on to pretty much transform the group into something even better. Plus, it was my first exposure to Mastodon, who are another one of my favorites now. Seeing them at the Metro, no less opening for another band, is definitely an experience that will never happen again. All right, back to the music. Next, we'll hear a song by Frigsy from Ireland, who has been involved in the music business for over 30 years. In that time, he has played festivals, theaters, pubs, and even a hay barn or two. Frigsy took the opportunity during lockdown to record some original solo music, and here's what he told me about his song, Dirty Money. This song was recorded and released as part of the Song Timber Challenge in the Create, Record, Release Facebook group run by Pete Johns, a former guest on the show. It's very different from my previous songs in that it's quite punky. I really wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone on this one. I recorded this in my home studio using Cakewalk. It's a song about how crypto, once it matures, could change world financial systems and how those that currently abuse the systems at the expense of others could be obsolete in years to come. And this song, Song Surfers, was submitted for consideration for play over at songsurfingpodcast.com, where you too can submit your best song. Unless you're, I don't know, like David Geffen or Richard Branson's grandkid or something, uh, then then don't submit it. Okay, now, actually, now I'm I'm kind of liking this idea of David Geffen becoming an indie musician in his uh, his 80s. Okay, David Geffen, I'll allow it, but your message has to come from the heart. Okay. Okay. En- enough of this nonsense. All right. What appeals to me about Frigsy's song "Dirty Money"? The message, for one, that's an angle for lyrics that I hadn't heard before, you know, a song about crypto. You'll hear that he has these spoken word sections and sung chorus sections, and both are really hook-filled. And there's a strong groove with a lot of low-end thickness that just shakes the room when you turn it up. Really fun listen. Okay, so I'm going to play an intro that Frigsy recorded to set up the song. Then we're going to go into a segment that I recorded with new song surfing correspondent Clock. See you on the other side. Hey folks, this is Frigsley saying hello to you from Slane in Ireland. You're about to hear my latest release, Dirty Money. 
Crypto is the new punk, so I wrote a punk song about crypto. I hope you guys all enjoy it, and a big shout out to John for helping to keep independent music rocking. Like that. 
ones who want to see you lose. At the same time, I say three. All right, all right, all right. I got you. Right, here we go. One, two, three. You can hear the delay in the uh, yes. <laughs> in the recording. All right, song surfers. Joining me is our new correspondent, Ryan Klockner, a.k.a. Clock of the band This August Age. Hey, Clock, how you doing? Hey, John, how's it going? Happy to be here. Clock and I have been friends for like a hundred years. We met back in high school, which is getting longer and longer and longer ago. Uh, And we've been best, best buds ever since. Um, So Clock, can you tell, tell the listeners what kind of music you're into? What do you, what do you like about music? What draws you in? I grew up kind of in a mixed music household, as I like to call it. My dad is a massive Beatle fan. So obviously I'm a massive Beatle fan too. Big, big Paul McCartney fan. I was born on the guy's birthday. So it was kind of in my genes. And then my mom's side of the family lived in Detroit. So I had a lot of Motown influences, Stevie Wonder, a lot of R&B, 60s R&B influence also. So I think it's kind of a hodgepodge of different musical styles that I'm into. Then when I grew up and got into high school and started, you know, that's kind of your growing into your own music style phase of your life, it was right when the grunge era hit. Um, And that's kind of how we started talking. I think Pearl Jam's Vitology had just come out. I think that's the first album he's talked about. You have a better memory than I do, uh, but yeah, that, yeah, that... you know, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> I was talking about this on your Instagram post too because you you asked about music that influenced us or albums that changed our lives. And uh, for me, the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness is you know, like my Mecca, you know, everyone, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a Beatle fan. So Sgt. Pepper and all, all those, you know, Rolling Stone number one albums are, are on that list. But um, when that record came out, that was one that was just kind of, I felt like it was truly mine. Like I just not discovered it, but that was the one that spoke to me that I found on my own. I didn't have, you know, my mom or my dad influencing me on, on, on those records. So, and if people are familiar with that record, which I'm sure everybody pretty much is, it's a hodgepodge of different musical styles. There's loud rock songs, there's pretty piano ballads and, you know, electronica. And it's just a big melting pot of different musical styles. And I think that carried on um, into the songs and the songwriting and the music that I like just based on those type of acts. Well, one thing that always struck me about you and I always admired, and it really took me years to develop this in myself, is you have an openness and acceptance of music for what it is. And you can find the good in music. I, I I went through this period myself, or many periods really, of music snobbery. You know, I remember there was a five or six year stretch where I only listened to jazz. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you ever had that. You know, you, you could find something in this pop song or this rock song or the local band that 
was to love and you appreciated the music for what it was. And I, I think that that's a, a good model to follow. Sometimes, yeah, when I was younger, I didn't think that way. I was like, I don't want to listen to this because I felt like I'd get made fun of listening to something like a, like, you know, a pop song or a boy band or, or something like that. But now that I'm older, I love a lot of pop music now. I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan. I think she's incredible. And, you know, it's not what I would normally, if I had to pigeonhole myself into a style of music, it would be totally outside of what I what I normally listen to. But yeah, it, it, it's always fun. I, I always had a good time. And, and this kind of gets lost with the modern age of, of technology. Um, but I loved going to record stores and just finding something that intrigued me or an album cover that looked really cool. And like, all right, I'm going to check that out. And, you know, going to a record store is kind of a lost art now. And I, that's what I love about this show. You're basically turning that old record store feeling that I got when I was a teenager. And I think a lot of us got when we were teenagers into a show where it's like, hey, you can still discover new music and you can still discover new artists just because they don't have a physical copy of a record or cassette tape, which I can't believe is coming back. Um, <laughs> I hated cassette tapes. Um, but you're actually exposing a lot of these independent artists and, and people that just want to be heard. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. And, uh, definitely jumped on the opportunity to put some of my own contributions to to the show. Well, thanks, my man. And I'm excited to have you be a part of it. So speaking of searching for new music, seeking out new music, how did you go about choosing this first batch of tunes that you'll be presenting for us over these next episodes? Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm like you. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big band camp guy. I love that site. I think there's so much good untapped music on that site. And there's actually a tag you can do on the website that will show you unsigned bands, which is always kind of a, you know, it's like kind of finding a diamond, you know, or, or, or a piece, a nugget of gold. Like you just dig enough and you're going to find something that you really like in these unsigned bands. I like my share of signed bands too and popular music, but you know, I'm a, you're the same way, you know, we're both, you know, independent singer songwriters. So it, to be able to find somebody that's kind of like us, it's like finding, you know, a friend. So um, I like digging through the unsigned area. And uh, this first group of songs was definitely done through that. Just browsing kind of like I did in a record store. You know, if it, <laughs> it could be any kind of criteria. It could be the name of the band. It could be the album cover, which, you know, kind of goes against the don't judge a book by its cover thing. But yeah, I, I still do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be real you know if, if it's an awesome album cover like one of the, uh one of the groups that i'm going to be doing on on these segments their album cover is this painting of a chimpanzee and with lipstick on and i'm like that is freaking amazing uh, i want to hear what they have to say so you know for all you songwriters out there the album cover does matter still even though it's a you know four megabyte J jpeg image the album cover still still matters uh, 
for some people. So. I think artists can fall back on that defense mechanism of, oh, I don't really care if anyone listens to my music because I make art for art's sake. And that's fine, but the listener is a part of the equation. You know, if, sure. if you're just playing for yourself, why even post it online? Exactly. There's Why no not point. maximize how many people might be inclined to click on it, check it out if you can. Well, and and some of, and, and it doesn't have to be a, a real eclectic piece of art as your album cover. I mean, you know, Metallica's Black album has nothing on it, you know, and it's great. You know, it's it's a cool cover. So like you could just have, you know, black and it will work. Or you can have something as intricate as, you know, Sgt. Pepper or dark side of the moon or, 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 or covers like that, but it's still, it, it, it's not just a, an image. It is a piece of art and it also describes the music that you're going to be listening to in some form. I feel like, like the album cover should kind of be the selling point of your record. Like this is kind of the tone of the album. Like you look at, you look at dark side and you know, that's going to be kind of a spatial, album like it's going to be an atmospheric album just based on the cover so you can kind of get a sense of what the album is going to sound like based on based on the look of it so yeah that old adage of don't judge a book by its cover you know it's kind of kind of bull (laughs) (laughs) so you're saying definitely judge a book by its cover (laughs) judge a book by its cover guys (laughs) let's get into the music what is the artist or band that we'll be listening to today the first one I picked as my inaugural submission is actually the band that I was kind of talking about with their album cover. It's a band called Archie Deep. Very stripped down rock, but their cover is a chimpanzee with lipstick on it, and I freaking love that. I think it's. I think it was. A, it has a very Sex Pistolish type view of the of, of what you're going to be hearing, and and it, it's not that punk, but it's it it's it is punk, but it's really stripped down, very melodic, and man, this breakdown is just killer. I, I'm a big sucker for catchy, you know, catchy hooks and rhythmic earworms, as as they're called. Uh, I, this is definitely one. You know, you've described in some of your some of your submissions too, where it's like you're going to be humming this song probably for a week, guarantee. That's a clocko guarantee here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean they're 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 fantastic, and uh, yeah, I hope you like them. All right, so you brought judge a book by its cover and the clocko guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go, folks. This is Archie Deep with Love Dysfunction. And Clock, thanks for stopping by. Catch you next time. Thanks a lot, John. Can't wait to do it again. Hey, guys. Hope you're all all right this evening. So the next song is called Love Dysfunction, and it's a song about dysfunctional love. I'm sure you know what I mean. Let's get it on.
That music means it's time for me to say thanks for listening to Song Surfing. And thanks to all the artists and bands who are part of this episode. You can find their links on the show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com. Follow Song Surfing on Facebook and Instagram by searching Song Surfing Podcast, all one word. Follow me on Instagram at Oodles Music, O O D L E S Music. You can email the show, uh, that's songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, I want to hear about the best concert that you've ever been to. If you want to help me continue to improve the song surfing experience, then please rate and review on Podchaser or the Podcast Addict app. Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify has a rating feature now as well. If you aren't sure what to say when you do the review, how about suggesting an episode that people check out or tell everyone who your favorite featured artist has been or favorite guest. The opening theme of the show is Living in a Fishbowl by Josh Ween and the outro music is by Patrick Moonbird. It's called Little Pills. My name's John Kell and see you next time.